All right. Good morning, Sebastian. Um, hey, ben. Glad to have you um, back to the show again. Um, and then that's basically a second episode in a series of how we create the life we long for. And let me just very quick say last time we talked about a different method of creating that kind of life that we want. And it's not starting by basically um, setting a goals, but just trying to think deep actually in, in our inner um, soul, let's say inner ourselves and like what's holding us back from being the person that we want to be. So to you, Sebastian. Right. So thanks for that. And what we talked about after the last episode was, right, it was all about what's keeping us, right? It's, it's the voices, it's the stories. Like when you look at your life today and you don't like what you see, well, take a look at what's going on because you've created it, right? That was the gist of it. And, um, yeah, the reason Ben handed it over to me is because we agreed that this will be my show today and he'll actually put himself on the hot seat. You're still up for that? Oh, yeah. I'm okay. stand for trial today. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, or an opportunity to really dive deep. Exactly. Um, let me let me just uh, frame this just real quick because we touched on it briefly in the last episode. But what it really comes down to for me is it is good to know like what's holding you back and why we're stuck and you know that there's nothing wrong with you. It's normal, right? We all have those voices that keep us stuck. We all have those stories. And the best part about it is that means we all have the power to change them, right? And usually when you want to change something, you go out and you set goals, right? I want to get there. I want to go there. Well, I have a very different take on goals. To me, a goal is not a place to get to. To me, a goal, and I learned this from Rich Litvin, uh, one of my favorite coaches, is a place to come from. And when you treat a goal as a place to come from, then you look at something like in your business, you might say, right, in three months, I want to have created this kind of revenue. Well, rather than getting there, you say, okay, three months from now, I have this revenue. So what do I need to do today to get there? Right. That's the play. That's how it's a place to come from. Yeah. But it gets even more powerful when you don't take numbers, goals and, and business targets. When you look at who am I? Who do I want to be in the future? Right. When you talk about being the best father I can be. Well, coming from that place means when I'm tired of the long day of work, I get to ask myself, do I want to give into that? Or do I want to change my story and have the kind of interactions with my kids that the best father I can be would have right now? Right. That's the power just very briefly, to have a goal to come from. But no matter how you set your goals, more than likely, you'll find yourself procrastinating at one point or another, right? Pushing it off. And that is, quite simply, anytime you find yourself knowing you want to do something and then looking at back at it at the end of the day, you haven't done it, go look for what's the story. And underneath that story, what's the fear? Because essentially, we all have the survival brain and it's constantly looking for what's wrong. And whenever you try something new or you approach a new target or set a goal, right, that's potentially threatening because it's new and unfamiliar. And that will bring in fear. So trust me when I say it. If you're procrastinating, if you're pushing it off, if you have this, oh, I should, I would. Somewhere there is a fear involved and there's power in looking at that. And Ben, you agree to play? 
Yeah. Yeah. So in, in full transparency, what I want to do today is on the one hand, demonstrate to everybody watching sort of a very powerful process to get in touch with those fears, right? The, and we can link to the Tim Ferriss video where he walks you through, right? That process, the, the video, as well as to the worksheet I prepared for everyone to just work through it. Now you've done your homework, right? You've walked through the worksheet already. Yeah. Uh, took a exactly. bit of time, you said. I, had, I actually did it in over two days. Um, we had a chat before that in the preps, and I did, I did that. And then yesterday, actually, I freed all of my afternoon, sitting down and thinking. Okay. And just to share also kind of my, um, how you call it, my experience mm -hmm. while filling that. So there is in that sheets like you have, you know, the worst case and then prevention and repair. And in each one of these, the prevention and repair, sometimes they just have that very quick intuition. That's the reasons why I'm holding back from mm -hmm. this right. target or where I want to be, where I want to be. And then I challenge my back many times just to say, is it really that the reason? Is, right. am, am I hitting really the, the right. bottom of it? So I, I did really spend right. some time okay. indeed. Yes. And, and thank you for, for sharing that. So, so real quick, what we'll do is we'll walk through the process. So everybody gets an idea, right? And it's a structured process and there's a worksheet. And I won't focus too much on the how because you can get the how from the Tim Ferriss video. And I think the worksheet, as you've just shared, is pretty self explanatory. Yeah. The real value of this exercise, and you've you know, already experienced that beautifully is in getting to what is really going on, right? What's the real story I'm holding to? And my invitation to you, Ben, is self-reflection is powerful. And when you then share that and have somebody lean in, which I will do with your permission, right? There might be yeah. even deeper insights to be created. So if you're good, if you're ready, let's dive right in. Yep. Yeah. So let's talk. Let's start from what is the thing that you're actually wanting to do? What is the thing that we're talking about here that you're trying to accomplish that you haven't so, Yes. And then and I want just to, you know, take one mm -hmm. maybe small step back. You know, last time we talked about that, I have text in the box, right? I've got all of a lot of these texts in the box because I had reflected on this to say, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm having extremely good, good job, good position well financially well paid looked after and is surrounded by extremely fantastic people i'm not trying to run from a bad reality just to be like clear we're not mm -hmm. trying to run you know from the the dark forest to the you know to the sunshiny hills of switzerland for example i don't know mm -hmm. just just in my mind right now so it's so where i want to be is just i want to have control over my life because i find where i'm standing today if i look to the mirror take two seconds and say Am I in control of that? And certainly not, because I, I could just come up with a few reasons, say, well, I am a hostage to what's going on in the economy, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm an employee, just an example, it's just, I think there's a big illusion of saying employees are safe, is secure. Well, we, that what's happened in 2019 up to now taught us a lot of uh, shit, well, taught us a lot of lessons and mm -hmm. there is no really stability of permanent employment, contractors, it's all the same. Mm -hmm. So I am held hostage to different factors, external factors that I cannot control, I cannot own. Okay. And on top of the, and on top of that, I don't have time when I say, well, I need to, now I need to spend more time with my family because that's really needed, right? Because, you know, my child is sick, for example, or because I want to, mm -hmm take a break with family, right? Because it's mm -hmm. the right time, nice weather, let's go, go out, let's get out. No, we can't because right now it's all nine to five, right? Mm -hmm. So those all factors 
put me in a position where I say, well, I need to gain control of my life and that's being working on my own account. Mm -hmm. So I want to work what I want to work and I don't want to work what I don't want to work. And okay. also I don't want work to work forever. I want to have maybe that dreams that we all heard about retire at 40. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's maybe happened. Maybe not. I don't know, mm -hmm. but you know, I want to have that liberty to just to right. tailor my life as you wish. Okay. So that that's my Okay, so so thank you for sharing the background story. If I can just start by leaning in on one place. Sure. Harping back to what we talked about, right? The power of the mind and the words you're using. So I heard you say, I need to pay attention to what that feels like. And then I want you to try and say, I get to, or I choose to, right? Spend more time with my family. And how does that feel? Yeah, I choose to actually, that's more yeah. powerful. And that's the first I step. I will of tell control. you right now because maybe now we don't have like a device that, mm -hmm. you know, kind of um, scan our bodies. Or when it's that I choose to, I know that's not true. It's like I know that fear is like mm, I don't think that you can do that. So, just I'm sharing it right now. When you say I need to, I choose to. Mm -hmm. So there's a bit of resistance. Let's let's look at yeah, that again. exactly, okay? exactly. Let's exactly. look at that again in a minute. So from that background story that you shared. What's the goal you're working towards? Like, what did you write at the top, right off the exercise you start from? What is it that you're trying to do? Work for my own account, my own business. Okay, cool. What does that mean to you? Like, what's the time frame? What are you? What are you? What's that place to get from? I, I think I want to have that happen in six months time. Okay, and what does that look like for you? Working. Oh, that looks like. Which is why holding me back on this is one of the reasons, the fears, the, or the worst case scenario that I will have to put enormous amount of time investing in project that leads me to that, you know, position where I want to be. Okay. And that's what eats time from my family. That, mm -hmm. that's, that's my biggest concern. Right. Okay. So what I'm hearing is. Hello. The fear that comes up first is to get there will require a lot of effort and with that, a lot of time. Yeah. Okay. And the impact of that is really, it will take time away from your family. No, absolutely. Yes. Okay. Um, tell me a bit more about that time away from your family. What happens then? Because in the current situation when, you know, we both parents working, right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and if we, if I'm working from nine to five, say, mm -hmm. and then, then I need to put another three, four hours. And mm -hmm. we know that my kids, for example, sleep at 8 PM. We have, we try to have the ha healthy habit of sleeping, you know, on mm -hmm. time and all mm -hmm. of that, mm -hmm. that means that I wouldn't have time. It's just because I have to put my schedule somewhere okay. and, and certainly it will eat off of my time with my family. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't want to sacrifice that. That's to mm -hmm. me is kind of stepping away from my responsibility, my duty mm -hmm. as a father. And yeah. I, I don't want to do that. Okay. And I get that. And if it's okay for me to lean in, sure. if you did that, right, if you took that time away from your family, what would it say about you as a father and as a husband? I think it is the first image that comes to me is just I ditch my family and I'm just selfish and just don't care about anyone else. It's just my own goals. Right. And I what I'm, I'm all the time conscious when I set goals, I all the time share them with my wife. Mm -hmm. We all the time have a discussion. We have, 
we, we try to make as common goals as possible. Of course, there's individual goals, development, the personal development and so on of that, social life and so on. But we try to make them common because that's, we feel that we share something mm -hmm. beyond just, you know, a house and a roof, right? So it's, mm -hmm. that's become a project that we work together toward. So you saying, let me just check that then, just so I know what you look for. So then you saying working on your own account, is that a shared goal? Yes, it is. Okay. Yes. Just, just Be, because we are in the same domain, basically, mm -hmm. professionally. Right. So okay. that, that's become a shared right. goal. Yeah. So, so you've already worked through the exercise and you've already led me straight to write what's the most important one. Now, just, just a quick side note for someone just starting out from the worksheet, right? Write down whatever comes to mind, right? Any fear, any doubt, any what, what's holding you back. It's not so much about getting it right or wrong. It's about getting everything out. Right. That's on there. Like, I, I presume, Ben, that on your page, there's a couple of more and there were a few before you maybe really got to that one and circled it. Right. Yeah. Um, and so the value in that exercise is really get everything out there so that, uh, usually you'll start from some that don't really go deep yet. And then when you get really more into it and really more used to it, right. And follow it, then you get to the ones that really resonate, right. That have an emotional sort of really pull there. And so since you've offered one of those already, Let's look at that one. So here you have the story that if you do what you set out to do, it runs directly right into conflict with one of the other core values that you hold. Right. And, 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 yeah. and the fear is that, well, if you're successful, you'll do that at the expense of your family. That's correct. Which is, which is an investment you're not willing to make. Yeah, no. Is that about someone up? That, All right. That's okay. correct. So have you rated that worst case already on the scale from zero to 10? At yes, where, I did. Where zero is, I don't care, right? And 10 is, it's a seriously life-threatening impact? Yeah, I think that's this is an eight. It's an eight for you. Okay. All right. Thank you for sharing that. So then here's the first power in this exercise, right? It's get aware and be aware of your fears right? Because otherwise they just run you, right? As long as they run in the background, you have the sense of something, you're uneasy, something is there. When you look at it and you commit it to paper, right, then you can deal with it. And there's two simple steps in this exercise to deal with it that are really, really powerful. Um, and the first one you've gone through, so I'm curious, when you now look at, let's say the worst part, worst case happens, right? You put in an additional four hours every day, which cuts into your family time, right? That's your worst case. So how can you prevent that from happening? So I spent some time, like I said, okay, th is this the right solution? I'm trying, because I'm trying to play with this, my schedule, say, mm -hmm. like, what could I do just to define the right balance? Mm -hmm. That's if this is the mm -hmm. right word mm -hmm. for it. And I looked and I said, all right, so it's assumed that I'm ending at five. And then in my, my, my child sleeps at eight. Mm -hmm. My boy actually sleeps at eight. And then, and I said, okay, those three hours in this window, that could be the family time. And then I could do another three hours, you know, after that, this is like simply oh, two hours and a half. Mm -hmm. And, and I think in a way that's sufficient. If I added on top of that and say, okay, we have a weekend and say my Saturdays, that's, mm -hmm. that's from my family and my Sunday mm -hmm. is best to me, not even entire Sunday, but the afternoon just mm -hmm. to get okay. an operation and mood of, okay, right. what I need to do. Right. So, um, so focusing, yeah, can exactly. I lean in on that? So what I'm hearing yeah. is, um, so for prevention, you're looking at putting structure around this, right? That's yeah? correct. So there's dedicated times. 
And yeah. I also heard the part in there, it starts from what is the realistically dedicated family time, right? Because you say that's the number one priority. And you know, being that's a father correct. of three, I myself, I totally get that, right? What, 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 what your goal is, and maybe we'll make that connection real quick, your goal of working on your own account is not an end goal, right? It's a means to an end, right? It's, it's the that's means correct. to provide financially for your family, but also to afford the flexibility, right? You shared that in your backstory. So it's really important here to, to, to connect back to that. Exactly. Right. So I want to add one more, th yeah. sorry, Sebastian to cut in here. And, and a third one, I, all the time, I keep telling my wife, if you, if you tell the stories about, you know, where you start from, it's mm -hmm. like, we are, when I go back to like my child, it's like, okay, where I started from, Right. I had mm -hmm. to do a lot of things myself because I didn't inherit any business. I didn't hurt any family business. And it was thinking like if mm -hmm. I would have, if my father would have thought about this and then say, I would have not started from where I am. Right. Mm -hmm. that, that's kind yeah. of the thinking. Here. I get that. So that's my third objective is like mm -hmm. when my boy grew up, I wanted to grow not to an employee because I haven't, I have a definition of employment, but I would, yeah, it's to right. me. I want to put him in a, a better positions where from a started. So he mm -hmm. got his right. family business. He carry on whether he wanted who he doesn't want it, but he get the choice right. to choose. That's and, what I'm and trying here's to what say. ironically then happens for you, right? You come from this strong motivation to do this for your family and for the legacy, right? And for the future of, of your son. And yeah. ironically, it's that very drive that turns into the fear that blocks you from actually right playing fallout in your business. Probably. Right? Yes. And so, um, which is, very powerful in that you've gotten yourself to be aware of that now, right? Because otherwise you're constantly right, fighting against yourself. So I want to offer you something when it comes to preventing it. You came from prioritizing family time, right? And, and working around there. Let me lean in on how many hours a week do you think you need to get your business to where you want it to be? To take... I think around 20 to 30. That's the range that I'm thinking of. Okay. Um, now, if you and I had a lot more time, and I'm just going to place this here, right? If, if we wanted to work one-on-one -on -one and go deeper on that, I would want to sp want you to spend some time around challenge the 20 to 30 hours, right? What I'm hearing is this is everything you're doing. And right now, and from previous conversations too, right? Even in, in how you go about this show, right? It's it's you doing, it's you putting in your time. Yeah. What I want to challenge you just on this, since we're on this topic right now is, how could you get your business to the same level if you only had six hours a week, right? And here we go back to, right, setting a goal off, right? I, I want this to be with six hours. And if I come from with six hours, then... What this will shift is how you think about it. I saw you nodding. So what happened just now when I posed that question? What came up? Yeah, it's, I had, as I said, so I spent really good, good, good time yesterday and thinking, do I need really that much? Because I did the math, right? So if I do three hours within the working days, that's give you 15 around. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. I've got the afternoon Sundays mm -hmm. that probably give me a good four and five hours. But, and then, I think I was thinking it's like, am I putting, uh, in, like if I put the, a, t a technical term, was, am I that efficient? This meaning all of these hours and minutes that I'm spending and do my business really need it? Mm -hmm. Actually, does, does, does those activities have an impact mm -hmm. in driving the, you know, the, yeah. the, 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 um, 
the cart in the right direction. And then I was thinking like, no, maybe I don't need to do that. And I don't need that. So I think when you say six hours, I noted I had that train of thoughts already in, in, in the railway and, mm -hmm. and say, probably not, Pro probably I could do with half of so, that, half the, yeah. you know, the 20 and 30 hours, uh -huh. that, um, which is, I think, not realistic, basically, for a human. Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> that. And, and it's also, uh, check this, right? There's another, uh, there might be another story playing in the background. What, when you think about entrepreneurs, when you think about people who set up and start their own business, right? What do you hear everywhere? Like, what's the story you connect to them, right? It's long hours. It's no sleep, right? It's working through the night. It's you, you're, you're, you're running on your passion. And like, when I look at how our entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs display, then that's the story that runs through our entire culture, right? And there might be a story like that playing in the background when you initially think about the hours it takes. What if you know, that mm -hmm. story was bullshit? Yeah, but this one, I, this one I want to tell, I don't believe it. It just, um, it just to me, it's a myth that anyone will walk 60, 80 hours, mm -hmm. not mentioning names, some of the successful people around us in today, today's world. So I, I know that it's kind of the human nature of magnifying and and creating something that everyone's looks as like, wow, that's impossible. And this is fancy. It's like, you know, the heroes of the Avengers and, you know, the superpowers and we have passion and this create a social traction for them, you know, um, celebrities and all of that. So I don't really believe it. I never, I never, I never been a believer that how much hours you spend in anything is, is a, uh, is a, it has a direct impact on how good things you do. So are you good? Are you good for taking on a challenge then? Yeah. So you uh, already have some, some things in your prevention column, right? For the worst case of it taking too yes. much time away from your family. My challenge to you is cut the hours that you've allotted in half and then make a plan of how you're going to run your business that way, right? That, that will, and we can have a follow up conversation around that, right? That yeah. will require looking at what you've already said, right? What's the most impactful? What really drives revenue? What really drives customer satisfaction? Everything else is just, you know, fluff and a waste of time. No. And it will require looking at how do you really build a business, right? Not a one man show, not with your partner, but how do you build a team that can cover everything else that isn't in your zone of genius, right? That isn't absolutely something that you need to do. Trade money for time. Yeah. So. I, I, the, I ironically think is, so <laughs> I told that to everyone, Sebastian, but mm -hmm. then it's surprising when I just reflect back, didn't I advise that person to do yeah. that? You know, right. so. I, I just very, very brief story. I, when I started in the university, we have, I still remember uh, a teacher and uh, he said, he asked, he was actually teaching us geopolitics mm -hmm. and he asked us one question and said, what's your definition of a problem? And then everyone's answered all, all kind of things, right? Mm -hmm. And he said, all you all guys is wrong. He said, the problem is any, any issues, any challenge we face in our life, that money cannot fix it. Mm -hmm. That's his definition of problems. I, I, and, and I don't remember anything of that class mm -hmm. <laughs> 10 years later, more yeah. than that, but I still remember that and never forget it. Mm -hmm. So I was telling everyone trade, mm -hmm. trade, you know, pay money. Don't waste your time. Right. Time so, is the most valuable asset the human being has. So while we're on while that note, yeah. what gets in the way of you taking your own advice? And I, I think it's just the ambiguity of the day-to-day -day life. So, so sometimes 
I am able to step back because I'm, I'm professionally able. I mean, my position requirements to step back and take a holistic and strategic views. But sometimes I get swamped in all of the informations and a lot of things going on privately, professionally, side hustle projects, you know, things that I'm running in right and left. Mm-hmm. And this is where it gets my way. I'm not really in control. I need to filter out, as you say. I need to challenge myself. Mm-hmm. Do I have to do all of that? And I look at all of this list. I don't need to do half that because this is, does not make any sense anymore. Mm-hmm. So I, I need to do that. And again, there's the I need to do. And this time I really want to. I choose to. Hang on though. Is, is this, because to me, it's a telltale sign of something else. Follow that I need to do. And that's right. Because it comes from, right? Habitually, you think you need to. Why do you need to? What must because you be believing I- about yourself that says I need to? I have a high esteem of myself and then, mm-hmm. then and it, not me is like me standing and saying from the mirror as the best guy I ever worked in this. I thought, Oh no, it's just everyone looks at, looked at me as an example for my surrounding my colleagues, but mm-hmm. then all of that. And I say, I'm not capable of make that project happens. And I still struggle of, you know, I structure. I do transformation projects. So I do manage mm-hmm. other resources, people's budgets and all mm-hmm. of them. That is my bread and butter day and day and mm-hmm. night. And then when it turned out to try to apply it in private lives, it seems to be much more complex than it's just the, you know, projects and the timelines and everything. Mm-hmm. So when I say I need to, because it, I'm all the time bounded by time. So it's like, mm-hmm. that gets my words. Like I need to, yeah. because I think, can I, yeah, can sure. I offer you something else? So time is still surface, right? Time is still external. Yeah. I have a sense, if you're willing to go there, that there's something else tremendously different in your own personal project compared to the job that you got covered, right? That you excel at. Not only do some of the skills from that job don't transfer easily, right? To running your own business because the setup is different. Yeah. The fact that you need to, the fact that it's about time, the fact that it's about external tells me that there's an internal story going on that you, if you're really honest when you look in the mirror, have running. And that is, can you look me in the eyes and tell me that you're absolutely, without the shred of a doubt, sure that you can do this? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. So what's keeping you, I, I what's never, keeping I never, you I never from walk- doing it? just is that fear of I want it to happen tomorrow. I think this is, this is it. What gets to me is like, if it doesn't happen tomorrow, I feel depressed. And if you're not doing, not doing the right thing. And then mm, so that gets in my way. That's an interesting story. Tell me more about that. What happens if it doesn't happen tomorrow? If it doesn't happen tomorrow, I, I'm going to feel that I failed in a mission. It is that's my mission. Mm-hmm. that I have in my mind that I need to be, have control of my life and then, and mm-hmm. then overall mm-hmm. build a, a future for my, yeah. my kid. What does so it that, say? That's what my what would it say about you if you failed at your mission? I think it's perceptions. It's a wrong more than right. It's just, I'm not really successful person. Mm-hmm. That that's what I think is that what gives. Okay. Um, to me, I'm sure that others will not see it this way. I don't mm-hmm. worry about no, others, we get that to, but me, to yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing that really matters, right? Essentially yeah, the exactly. only thing that matters. Okay. So then yes. you would be a failure. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, so in light of the conversation we had last time and everything else, 
can you really control the outcomes of what you do? No, I can't. So can you really I, control I, the timeline of when you'll be successful? Yes, I could do that. If I, if huh. now I'm thinking deep. Yeah. If I structure well as back to your questions, like, could you do, could you do, could you do what you're doing with this time? And I think I could. Okay. That's yes. But I mean, the yes. timeline as in whether it happens tomorrow, six months from now or nine months from now, can you really control no, that? No, I cannot control that. Okay. So then what are we going to do about the fact that you're still trying to control that? I think I need to focus on, I need to look back maybe even deeper and, and think of what I could control and what I cannot control. I think this is what do we really need to go and look deep. Let's do this right now. No, and I don't think it's that deep. It's like I couldn't give you an example. For example, what I could control is, is like, fulfilling my time with my family. That's as a core value to me. Yes. What I could control is to do uh, more with less, basically how much time mm -hmm. I dedicate to that business and strategic, think more strategic on that directions and try to trade, yeah. you know, um, uh, money time. And, and this way I could control what I cannot control really, as you said, when mm -hmm. that could happen, because that's so many factors. Okay plays into it as much as I'm thinking that, you know, what I am right now being employed, that's not really a safe haven as might mm -hmm. everyone yeah, thinks. Or, yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. So you can control your attitude and your boundaries around your family time, right? Exactly. exactly. And you can control how much time you put into your business and yeah. you can control one other thing. And that is, what you focus that time on. Yeah, right? that's correct. Okay, good. I take that. So then you have a few more things to take from this, right? Uh, to think about in terms of preventing and how you want to spend your time, right? And really honing in on what activities give you the greatest return on investment for your business, right? That's the question for you to still take from it. All right. So let's say, let's, let's just get back to the, to the uh, structure one thing. Um, because if, if the viewers have looked at the worksheet by now, then you have your worst case, you, you, next to it, you write, how could you prevent it? And then you also ask yourself, if it did occur, so you did neglect family time for a while is essentially, right? The worst case, how could yeah. you repair it? What did you come up with? I think taking time off and I did it already twice or three times last year, mm -hmm. I just walked through the door and said, I need, I need five days off and we just booked up um, a place around in okay. the mountain and we just, we spent, right. I think, I think one of the best times I have spent in the last few years, those like three trenches of five days. Right. Okay. So when is that, when are the next five days scheduled for? Uh, November. All right. Okay. All right. Because that's what you've pointed out here, right? This is, we're talking a temporary time frame, whether it's six months or a year, but you know, you can manage right for six months or a year. If you yeah. account for times, not just for your family, but also for yourself to recharge. All right. That's correct. Cool. So then, um, just out of curiosity, how many fears are there total on, on your worksheet? Actually, I filled five, five. Okay. So then my invitation for you just after this call too is still always check in, right? Is there anything else coming up as you, as you keep working? Okay. So then what I want to take you through 
um, just like everyone else is. Once you've once you've looked at all the fears, right? Here's why the next step is important. Usually, it's easy for us to find fears, to find what could go wrong, right? With how can I prevent it and how can I repair it? Some people might already struggle just getting out of the fear mindset and back into it. Just trust the yeah. questions. Just write something down and, and things will come. Because what happens is when you put those solution-oriented question in front of your brain, it, it cannot help but try and find an answer to it, right? And so that's already uh, slows down the fear response. Here is what we often overlook. When we look at the fear, we look at everything that could go wrong. Hardly yeah. anyone ever intuitively looks at and what could go right, because that's not what our brain does, right? It cares about what could go wrong, what could kill me, right? Everything else, yeah, I don't need to worry about that. So it doesn't. Exactly. Right. And so that's why the second step is what could happen if you actually attempted the thing you set out to do, right? In your case, if you actually attempted to start your own business and or really work towards working on your own account anyway, and not even if need to be successful, right? We're not even talking about what your fantastic life will be like three years from now when everything is all rosy colored and work perfectly. No, look at it already. Even if you only attempted it and were only partially successful, say the six months didn't work out or you'd still not be financially independent, right? Just partially, right? And what could be potential benefits of really just starting towards that, not even really getting there at all, right? And there's, there's, there's a lot of power in looking at the other side of the coin because we always neglect it. So you're willing to share some of the uh, potential benefits that came up for you. Yeah. I mean, I live this right now. So, you know, today's session is part of that, you know, the project I'm working toward. And, and I can tell you, I spent, um, we, we had chat before the, we start the sessions and I, and I was exhausted last week, mm -hmm. um, and during this week as well. And I worked tremendous amount of time, but this is not the right way. I know that because it's kind of still a learner curve. So I mm -hmm. kind of, you know, I need to find a balance on this, but I, it creates for me, even it does not generate a dime for me at all. It creates for me a sense of fulfillment. It just, it feels me, it feels really good. I mean, I, um, uh, it feels as if, you know, when you were a child, you get a toy, it's like so much excited about, you get excited about it. And then, and, and I'm, I've been blessed by having people like talking, you know, the good things, right? Talking to you right now, mm -hmm. right? And then in, and talking to other brilliant minds, it's like doing this. Mm -hmm. It just gives me the chance to be coach life. It gives me the chance to have a different perspective when mm -hmm. somebody's challenged my ideas about it's certain topics, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it creates a fulfillment attempt, education, self-development, no questions about it. And, and this is what could go is right. If it even does not make money, to me, that's kind of worth a lot, right. really a lot. Right. And, uh, and and thank you for sharing that. You have pr presumably you have a bunch of other uh, potential benefits on your page. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what I would like to take an opportunity here is rather than dive into that is share with everyone and with you as well. You could do this still after this is the way I would go about this part is start from the first thing that comes to your mind, even if it's really just small, right? Even if it's something as simple as, um, I may, I might meet one other interesting person, right? To talk to, right? Really small, something that comes up. 
And then the way that I find really powerful to work through this kind of brainstorming exercise is write that first thing down and then say, yes, what I like about that idea is, right? Just say something that you like about it and then go to and and add another idea, right? And no matter what you have on your page so far, when you go back to it, pick the last one that was there and say, yes, what I like about that is, right? And then add another one yeah. because um, once you get into this, the first one, the first few will feel like, pulling teeth and will probably feel a little right um, difficult to get to. But as you get into this and put your mind into the right sort of state through that exercise, right, there'll be more and more things coming up. Like for you, um, there might be potential financial rewards, but there's also impact on your family from you, right, growing yourself and, and getting getting energy back out of what you do. There'll be um, potential opportunities for even if you needed another job, right, for getting into a new job. Right? Yeah. There's, there, like when you really look at it and, and, and get down to it, there are lots of potential benefits that you can usually find. And for that, you don't even need to be successful in your case to ever really get the business established, right? So have you also scored the impact of each of the benefits? Yeah, I did. Um, what has your highest score? I'm curious. Um, so I, th this, so this one I mentioned is having the self-fulfillment mm -hmm. got my seven. Okay. Um, and then, and then you mentioned one, which is ahead of my list. When you say just the, the getting from the self-fulfillment, you're getting that energy back, you recycle it on being happy, you know, mm -hmm. be, you know, um, um, around your family. So you create, you create a, a more positivity mm -hmm. around you. So yeah. I think, and this is what they scored 10, because this is, I think mm -hmm. when, okay. I come back sometimes I just forget about all of the bad things that happened in the day and I say, Oh, mm -hmm. I got, this has happened actually. In fact, this is what I'm sharing it. When mm -hmm. I told you, you know, the first episode I shared it with, uh, with my partner and I say, this is the only, I sat, he sat down and watched it. And he said, my wife, when I heard that, I felt so good. I felt just a, a, a whole day, just really happy because I made something and now I know that I'm going in the right direction. Exactly. So that's kind of, that's right. what tens right. score that it's means to me. Awesome. Um, and it's immediate and it's an impact you can recreate every time, right? Regardless of what the success of your business is. So there's something you have control over because you can set up another interview. You can, so this one is really powerful, right? And, and, and that's why I want to just call it out there. So again, uh, for everyone listening to this, right? We'll, we'll link to the worksheet and you can just work through page by page. Yep. Um, do you remember what happened to your energy after you were done with that page compared to the first page? I, I think it was more positive. Mm -hmm. um, I went for a coffee, actually. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, just to, you know, I, I call it reward moments. So it's like I just went out to yeah. the rooms. It's my way of going. It's like, I need just 15 minutes. Just mm -hmm. grab a... My my favorite coffee, the coffee in my favorite spot, and just went out, and it just right. I, I felt so good. Yeah. It's just my brain, and it was also like sometimes when it's not sometimes when I start exercise, I feel so heavy, like there's so weights on my yeah. shoulders, and it gets lighter the more you write it down. And I think this is really yeah. powerful. You write about it, it right. just gets lighter, 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 and then you flip the page yeah. and you start like so, okay, what goes well? Right. And I think that's where you know you feel that. Happiness just scales just yeah. increasing, which is right. really powerful. And, and since we're coming from the theme of right, how do you take control of your life? Let me know, just take a minute to really pause here and point that out. You can choose to dwell on your fears. You can choose to remain in a state of stress by not even looking at the fears and the stories going on, and then they will run you and you have no control over it. 
right? Because right. they just run you and it's this, this weight on the shoulders, right? This all does come from the thoughts, from the stories, from everything that's running in your head. And whether you take this exercise that we're walking through here today, or you find your own, or you find a different one, it, that I really don't care about. The point I wanted to make and also demonstrating this, and thank you for sharing, Ben, is and yeah, initially it'll be difficult to take yourself into a different state of mind, right? But what you do have control over is exactly that. You can ask yourself, well, I, I see everything that could go wrong. What could go right? And what might be the benefit of that? We usually don't because it's not how we're wired. And that is a decision I can make at any given time, right? When I'm, when, when I hesitate to call a client and I catch myself procrastinating, then I look at, okay, what's the story here? It's like, Oh, maybe they don't need me or, or whatever else is playing in, in the back of my mind. I can, I can give into that story or I can say, yeah, but at the very least, I'm going to have an interesting conversation with someone, right? I really want to just talk to, right? So what, what happens? What changes, right? I'm going to go make that phone call and, uh, and I'm pretty, I'm going to be pretty indifferent to the actual outcome, right? And that's the power here, right? We, when you're looking for the silver bullet to taking control of your life, it's really that get your fears, get your stories out into the open, because then you can do something about it. You can choose to upgrade them. You can choose to really look down at what's really behind it. And you can choose to also focus on the other side of the coin. What could go right is not a question that a survival brain asks, but you can. Okay. Yeah. So, so thank you for, for, for sharing. And let's take, let's take a look at the third part of the exercise, which is also very, very powerful because there's another blind spot that our survival brain has. And that is, it looks at the S, sorry, it looks at the new thing and looks at what all could go wrong. And it has a bias for the status quo, right? Because our brain goes, okay, I know this. It hasn't killed us so far. So we're good, right? That's the only thing that the mind really cares about. Is this going to kill me, right? This is why it's looking for danger. This is why it's looking for what could go wrong because could go wrong means it might kill us. Okay. It doesn't do that for the status quo, but that means it also doesn't look at what does the status quo cost us, right? And that's why the third sort of really phase in this exercise is consider what it really costs you if you don't take any action, because we neglect those costs when we look at the risks of the thing we're trying to implement, right? And so you've done that and we'll take a look at what came up for you. And here we're really talking about emotionally, financially, physically, what's the impact on your relationships? What's the impact on your health? What's the impact, not just on your business, right? When it's about your business, it, it plays into all areas of your life. So just get real honest with yourself and say, okay, well, if I don't do it, how's my story going to continue? What is that impact going to be? And then it helps to look at it in terms of six months from now, a year from now, and maybe three years from now, going further out than that becomes a little too abstract. And so when you looked at this, Ben, what stood out for you? Like, what is the cost of inaction if you were not going after that idea of working for your own account? Where would your I life think, take you? What would it look like? I think it will kill me in a way, not physically, but probably emotionally. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's 10, because if I'm if, if I, it's, if it's all become a state of quo, as you say, it's like doing exactly like, you know, survival, that's okay. 
the finances would never been my main motivations is kind of I'm, I'm good in that in that angle so it's like me is like having that mission self fulfillment and all of that mm-hmm. so if i don't do that i will not be happy and and certainly it will at at certain point will impact me financially because i will not be the innovative ben that used to be 10 years ago just my innovation will wind away because mm-hmm. emotions it gets in our way. We, we cannot, we cannot just control, lock it down. I like you, um, actually your example that you gave in the first episodes, when you say you cannot batch it forever. At some point it's just in blood is our proportion. It just, it will destroy everything. So that's the worst case scenario that is just, mm-hmm. I will not be happy. And right. that's will not be happy. It does have a lot of consequences. And mm-hmm. some of them guess what is to be direct impact to what I care most about is my family. So, mm-hmm. so I think, I think that that's, that's the nine, this is my nine to 10 rate. Mm-hmm. Um, what okay. could go? Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. And again, there's probably a lot more right to look at uh, on that. Sheet. Yeah. Um, here's an interesting observation that I find most people actually have it show up this way. When you go back to your worst case from the first page, I think you ranked it at an eight, right? Yeah. Okay. Which initially seemed pretty high, right? On a scale of 10. Now on your potential benefits, there were a few that were, if I'm not mistaken, either were a 10 or were at least pretty close to a 10, yeah. right? And now when you looked at the cost of inaction, the one that you highlighted is actually like a SmackDown 10 for you, right? Immediately, right. no second And thoughts. here's why this, this whole exercise is called fear setting. See our brain that constantly looks for fault and looks for what could go wrong is literally scanning for things that can kill us, right? So anything that comes along gets blown totally out of proportion because it doesn't know any better, right? We don't live in a dangerous world anymore, right? Somebody not taking my phone call, no, it won't kill me, right? But to my brain, it's something that could go wrong and therefore potentially um, life-threatening. By going through the next two phases of the exercise, you're recalibrating, right, your fear scale. Because now you've gone through the whole exercise and you've, you haven't done this yet, right? But now looking back, what happened to your initial fears? What happens, what happened to your initial sort of reservations, right? What, what changed for you in the process of working through this fear setting exercise? It just diminish because, and then if you say, if you say, if I don't do it and then, then yeah, the worst case scenario, and then th- this is having impact, and et cetera, et cetera. And then when you say, okay, but if I would not do it, that's even would be worse. So, so it's kind of diminishing in a way um, my initial fears, and 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 I felt when I when I gone through the steps, the last one is just it's reversed. Mm-hmm. It's my that fear has become and not a, a headwind, but rather a tailwind. Right. Just now I need to really to do it. Right. And what you've, you know, and what we've done beautifully there is putting you back in control by applying a rule of the mind that most people are not very familiar with, right? We've talked about this. Your mind wants to secure your survival. What this exercise does in a very subtle way is we look at the cost of inaction, right? From the perspective of fear, because the fact that your mind is run by fear won't go away, right? That's hardwired. Like, I don't care yep. how much coaching you do with me, we cannot take it out of your mind, right? It's, it's, it's in the program and it stays there. And we can work with it. You know, by overlooking what all could go wrong if you just stay in the status quo, 
right? You allow your mind to just run you in one direction. Yeah. But when you attach the true fear, the true cost, the true pain, right, to where you're at right now, then you also have the power to experience what you've just talked about, right? Then your mind wants to get away from it. And that's in your power. That's in your control. What do you focus on? Do you focus on the dangers of the thing you don't know yet? Or do you focus on the costs and the pain that you already know? Why is that so hard to do? Well, because right now you have a story that says it's okay. Because how else would you live with yourself in the current status quo? And again, that's a story. It's a powerful story for most people, which is why you know, there's value in doing this exercise with someone who can hold up a mirror, someone who can lean in, someone who can say, well, it could be a good friend, but it could also be just a trusted mentor or advisor. It could be a coach, right? But either way, someone who can help you look at, and what's the story playing in the background? So, um, will you share with me one other thing? And that is, you've walked through the exercise by yourself. Yeah. What are the two key takeaways that you're taking for yourself? I think what the first things right now, it's not, I think actually the first thing that comes to my mind, because I did it in two steps. Mm -hmm. So I filled in the sheet one time and then I did it a few days later. Mm -hmm. It was actually almost four, four days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Later on. And I mm -hmm. think that's helped a lot. Challenge myself. Give me a space, actually mm -hmm. challenge myself because when you do it, you kind of take an altitude, you dive in so mm -hmm. deep, and then you kind of, you cannot assess or challenge yourself because you're still into that mm -hmm. mindset or this, mm -hmm. the, you know, the environment of your thinking and conflicting thoughts and what if mm -hmm. and what if not and et cetera. But, and then when you leave it a few days on the shelf and then you come back and you look to it, you start by challenging all of the, what I've written and I change all of them. So this is my key takeaway is just, the exercise is really powerful, but mm -hmm. give you time, give yourself the space and the time and really look at it. It's not just, it's, um, you got to do that. If it will not work, if it's like, oh, I have to do it, just let's, yeah. let's get done with it. No point. No. Well, so uh, you control yeah. the outcome of not doing it when you approach it that way, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So th this is the first, mm -hmm. um, takeaway and then the second one is just echoing what you a bit is echoing what you said you start what could go worse and the list longer than what did go what what happened if i don't do anything mm -hmm. and and that's one is much shorter and your brain is actually i was faster than assessing and you know determining okay if i if i keep the state of quo what's going on the, it's like it's like their three bullet points came out immediately and mm -hmm. immediate assessment and say so that one is like demit so it's that's so much so many but so few later on which is diminishing the entire list and this is where it's like it's really powerful how you reset your mindset yeah. and see see it clearly where you have to do it. Cool. thank you for sharing that because that's why i love this exercise right you and i leaned into some of your stories especially early on right um but this exercise you can do without really looking deeply at your stories. As long as you're honest, as long as you write down anything that comes up and don't filter, right? Your fears are there and you can just work with them. You don't even, like, there's no need to figure out where does this fear come from? Like what I leaned in a bit with you in the beginning, right? You, you, you can do that and make it more powerful 
the exercise still works. This process still works, even if you don't, right? Because it helps you to remember and puts you back in the driver's seat of a conscious decision process, right? Because as long as you just give in to fear and you just find yourself procrastinating, well, yeah, you're just running on the fear track, right? And you haven't looked at what are potential benefits because fear drove you away from it, right? And you haven't looked at, and what does it cost me if I keep procrastinating, right? And so to me, a telltale sign is whenever I say like, I do this later or I do it tomorrow, by now I almost habitually look at, okay, what am I afraid of? What's the story? Now, do I go through the whole process for little things like calling a client? No, I won't, right? Um, for things like big life decisions, I'm totally with you, right? Take a week, take two, go back to it, continue, right? It, it, it depends on the magnitude, right, of, of the goal you're coming from. But, but the process itself, once you do this a few times, just to stop and think, okay, and what could go right? Right. And what happens if I don't do it today? It's like, so you want to improve your relationship. Okay. Today you don't feel like, um, doing a nice thing for your wife because you're tired. Well, no, today you don't have to. Tomorrow, you don't have to either. But the status quo that you'll get to is 10 years from now, you still won't, won't have done it. So what is your relationship going to look like? And we forget about that in the small steps and the small decisions right yep. along the way. And that is, That's true. in a nutshell, how do you control your life? Well, one decision at a time. So how do you make better decisions? I think just one, um, maybe an add-on. Um, I've been... Is like when you could apply this process because I thought about it's like so powerful. It's like can I ask myself as you said? It's like could I apply for the like small big and how what's what's the criteria where I could run that process? And I remembered like a few months back I read an article. I don't remember one of the CEOs of a tech company and he's, and he came up with an approach like how his management team makes decisions and when they have all of them to be in the same room. Mm -hmm. And he made what he called there is a one door decision and two doors decision. Mm -hmm. If it's a one door decision, it's meaning you really cannot reverse that decision. Mm -hmm. You just have to invest and run through the process. Anything. If it's two doors, it's meaning like calling client, like what could go wrong. There's no consequences. Mm -hmm. You don't care really about much, much about it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can, you can use, you know, any, any way for yourself to do that. What this also brings up for me is this, this image that I like to work with, with my clients and maybe I'll briefly share it. And that is, Essentially, we all have our board of directors, right? Remember that, right? Yeah. And so what this process can help you and what a few other tools can help you too is to put yourself back at the head of the table, right? Start sharing that meeting of your board of directors, right? The, the, the judge, the critic that looks for fault, he serves a function to a point, right? You, you, you want to make sure that you make a well-informed business decision, yes. And yeah. so, yes, there's value in considering what could go wrong, yeah, any, any self-respecting businessman ought to do that, right? Assess the risk. And making it a conscious process means we also look at and what could go right and what does it cost us if we don't do anything. Yeah. Right. And um, that is why my invitation to everyone is, you know, use the worksheet or don't make your own. Go back to the uh, YouTube video where Tim Ferriss walks through it by, by his own example and just approach it with an attitude of curiosity, 
right? This isn't about judging yourself for being afraid. Well, that totally would defeat the purpose, right? It would just perpetuate everything that yeah, you're already exactly. in and increase the level of stress. I always come from a place of, gee, I'm curious to see what's actually going on, right? What, where, where am I holding back and why? And with a bit of practice or by getting someone who takes you even deeper, you can find oftentimes quite fascinating stories that at, at the surface don't quite make sense, right? Like in your example, Ben, when the same source that drives you, right, towards doing this business, holding back, right, for, for, your, for your family, of course, comes with the attached of, well, if, and here's what you've done. Essentially, what you've done is you've put the subconsciously at some level, put the success on your, of your family, right, tied to the success of your business. Now, now you've created a nice little stress trigger for yourself, right? Whereas on this third page, when you look at status quo, that puts that a bit in perspective and everything that could go right, you didn't talk about your business success anymore, right? You talked about the things that you get out of the process, regardless of whether your business is a success. Yep. Right. The things you get for yourself and for your family. And so my invitation to you is right. Really get, go back one more time on that and really pull out the ones that resonate the most with you and put those somewhere where you can see them so that when you have inevitably, inevitably, you will have the times, right? Where you don't feel like it, where you're tired, where you're worn out and you ask yourself, why am I doing this again? And with what you've shared, you came to a, an emotionally resonating why. And that's what every one of us going out there on our own or with, with partners, whatever, but building something that isn't there yet. We come from a why and at times we benefit from someone reminding us of that. And you can do that for yourself if you pull out the things that resonate the most for you. So that'd be my second challenge for you. Uh, do you remember the first one? So the first one is about take this notes and write them down somewhere and, and just, you know, get back to it. And of course you will have all the time, time for it and just try to think through the process just mm -hmm. to kind of reset, recalibrate the thing. This is the purpose of this success, recalibrate mm -hmm. our thoughts and our fears yeah. and just get that energy flows in yeah. again back. No, I think as I recall it, the first challenge was a bit more specific to how will you run your business in half the time you've allotted so far? Go play around ah, with okay, that. Okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Go play around with that, <laughs> right? Because that's, that's the thing we sort of latched on concretely, the, the sort of concrete benefit for you to take. And then yes. the invitation yes. to you, of course, is do it and then we can do this off camera and then get back to me and let's take a look at what came up for you and what stories we get to look at from that. Okay. Absolutely. And then the second challenge, Absolutely. if you're up for it is draw out your why, draw out what really motivates you and put it somewhere where you can go back to it on the days when you forget. Like what, what consequences basically if I, they don't move basically, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And also like, why do you do this? Like even, even, yeah. even if you're only partially successful, what are you going to get out of it? Right. Yeah. And so, and then build that muscle, build that muscle of, yeah, this is what could go wrong. Okay. And what could go right? And what happens if I don't do anything? Right. It's really just, you can go through the whole process or just ask those two follow-up questions and shift your energy. And to me, 
since we agreed that you can't control anything on the outside and only how you respond. Yeah. That is how you put your hands back on the steering wheel. That is how you take the seat at the table and start sharing those board of directors meetings. That is how you can start telling them to say their piece and thank them for saying it. And then what I do, pardon my French, I usually tell them, now you can get on the team, those voices <laughs> up there, right? Or you can sit down and shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. Right? And that <laughs> takes a bit of practice. That takes a bit of, of training. But that, to me, is what puts you back in control of your life. Because whether you see what's in front of you as a problem, to your, to your example, right? Only problems is only what money can't fix. But, but even if money can't fix it, if you see it, whether you see it as a problem or a gift, an opportunity to learn something, to grow, to create something, to try something, whatever, has nothing to do with that thing. It has nothing to do with what's in front of you. It has nothing to do with the other person, with what the relationship is like. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with how you view that thing. And how you view it, I'd like you to consider that. This is a hard one to swallow, but it has nothing to do with the thing, not with the person, not with the problem, not with the relationship. It has everything to do with the story you hold about it in your head. You change the story and the thing in front of you, and by extension, your entire world changes. And paradoxically, that is how you actually control not just yourself, but the world you create for yourself to live in. That's what I believe. And that's where I come from, working with the people I work with. That is why I focus on upgrading stories. Because it's your stories that create the world you live in. Yeah. That's cool, Sebastian. Um, thanks a lot, actually, for um, the time and, you know, being with me in the show and sharing all of that experience of working through the process. And I, I can't recommend enough to anyone actually, as he said, sit down and take that, you know, worksheet, write it down and, and, and just do, do it by curiosity. I think this is really um, a, a fantastic word. Just, I, I did it more than curiosity. It's just, I, I wanted to, I wanted to do it. I wanted really to do it. Um, and, and it, it adjusts, it's, it create a different way. It, it give you lenses. I think lenses, your lenses kind of cloudy. They're not really mm -hmm. clear, but once you finish the exercise, you just see it through and you, it just by doing the exercise, it feels good. And then if you take the actions, that's feel, feel fantastic. I think. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for playing. I will, uh, officially now hand it back over to you since it is actually your show, uh, to wrap us up. And um, I just want to commend you for two things, really, Ben. One, uh, you've actually put in the time, right? Um, and we know time is valuable and time takes away from family yeah. to really intensively work through this. And yes, you've reaped the greatest benefit for yourself just from that process. And I really do want to say thank you for showing up, for sharing what you've put there and for opening up about the thing that we're not so comfortable having others know about us, right? Usually we hide our fears, right? Usually we hide our insecurities, especially in business, especially in that's right. I mean, you have an image to maintain. You're running a show here. And for you to come out and say, you know what? I'm actually afraid that by doing that, I undermine the very thing I value most. And I don't quite know what to do about that. That takes courage. That takes not just reflection, but also 
the leadership and the bravery, bravery to be fully vulnerable up here. And uh, that is what I think a lot of your viewers will get a lot of benefit out of. And so thank you for creating that opportunity and for joining me in this space. Thank you, Sebastian. And, um, and then appreciate a lot and I enjoyed every bit of it. Then it started by, I think a comment and we exchanged a few, um, you know, uh, LinkedIn messages. And then we went to a briefing call and then we did the first episode. This is the second episode and I enjoyed every bit of the process. So we really appreciate what you have done. Sebastian, I think it's fantastic thing. And, and just it's, it's, I think what you do is beyond business, beyond just financial thing means, um, to an end, but helping people, I think is, is, is noble cause, I think beyond that. So I think, Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. And I say, see you next time. And maybe the other time will be face to face, but let's see. I'm working on something. <laughs> no spoiler oh, alert here. Okay. I don't know yet what he's talking about. So we will see. <laughs> no, uh, yes. For the record, we didn't brief that, but let's see. Um, stay tuned for more. Uh, follow Sebastian. Fantastic work he's doing in his LinkedIn page. And of course, I will add all of his um, contact details. Guys, yeah. reach out. It's really yeah. worth the time. I'm always happy to have those conversations, be that 15 minutes or 45, because we, that's where we create the space and just see where we go from there. So thank you. It's so, been my pleasure. Thanks. Ben. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot.